Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the
of a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. You do glory. You're the faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me once again on my YouTube and Rumble channels today. Today is June the 7th of 2023, and I'd like to share another word with you from the Lord this morning. Just a reminder for those of you who would like a copy of this word today, please go to my website and click on the downloadable, printable PDF file. And for those of you who would like to review previous prophetic words, click on the archives. My website address is in the description box below, as well as on this screen. The word I'd like to share with you today is one in which the Lord addresses content that he has spoken about in the past, giving us an understanding of the work he is doing in the lives of his people in preparation for his return. The Lord is coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. 
And so the Lord continues with his process to purify his bride. I hope this word will bless and encourage you today to know that the Lord hasn't given up on any of us, that he is working to uproot things that need to go and to prune us in areas of need. This word today is titled, The Master Gardener. I'll begin by reading scripture. Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30. Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, His enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked. No, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. This scripture passage tells us that Jesus has planted good seed in the lives of his people. But it also tells us that bad seed, weed seed, has also gotten in. And in the day of the harvest, the weeds will be removed. John 15 verses 1 through 2. I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. This scripture passage tells us that the Father, God, is the gardener and that he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so that more fruit can be produced. I'll begin reading this word. Come into his courts with singing and into his presence with praise. Delight yourself in the Lord your God, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He is your fortress and strong tower, a very present help in time of trouble. Every root of iniquity is being dug up and pulled out in this day, says the Lord. Some roots go down deeply into the hearts and lives of the people. But I am the master gardener, and by my own hand I am tending to the garden. No root of iniquity will remain in my garden, says the Lord, for I am doing a thorough weeding in the lives of the people. 
Surrender your heart to the Lord and allow the gardener to do his work, to dig deeply into the soil and loosen up the ground around the root. Allow him to uproot pride, anger, greed, idolatry, sexual impurity, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, immorality, and licentiousness. This is the day and this is the hour of the great ingathering of a harvest of souls. Every weed is being pulled up and bundled up to be cast into the fire. The weed is being gathered up and brought into the storehouses of the Lord. The wind of the Spirit is blowing across the land and increasing in speed. As it blows and swirls around, the hearts of men are being turned to the Lord. As it picks up speed, those encompassed by it are being brought into the fullness of the Lord. When the winds reach their maximum strength, the elect shall be taken up in the whirlwind of the Spirit to join the Lord of hosts in the greatest battle of all time. All the armies of the earth shall gather against the Lord and his elect, but with great speed the Lord shall crush the enemy beneath his feet, for the nations shall be his, and he shall rule with an iron scepter. In this day, says the Lord, every man-made kingdom is coming down. Every knee shall bow before the King of kings and Lord of lords. Everything that exalts itself will be brought low, for I am cutting it down. And just like a saw cuts through a log, I am sawing at it, and soon it will be cut off. The sawing is a process, and as I apply pressure by the Holy Spirit upon the lives of my people, those things that are of the flesh are being cut off. Take courage, my people. The work that I am doing is beyond human understanding, but soon you will see the results of the work of my Spirit in your life and in the lives of those around you. It is a work of purifying, of removing unfruitful branches. It is a pruning away of old branches and cutting back of those that are twisted and gnarled and rubbing against others to damage the fresh new growth. In some lives, the branches that have to go are thick and much sawing needs to be done to cut them away. In others, they are cut off quickly. Allow the Holy Spirit to prune away dead, dry, and deformed branches from your life. Allow the Lord to hew off everything that hinders you from running the race, that holds you back from going forward in the call upon your life. A great wave of my spirit is going forth throughout the earth, says the Lord. Multitudes are being brought into the kingdom of God, and as they come, they are being brought into the fullness of Christ.
Many are trying to enter the wide way, but are finding the path does not lead to life. Many are falling and struggling and will continue to do so until they repent and turn from their wicked ways. Some are crying out, Which way shall I go? For they are realizing that they have been lost and that they have strayed far away. Many are calling upon the name of the Lord for help and are being picked back up onto their feet and turning around and going back to the place where they made the wrong turn on the pathway to life. They are finding food and drink for their souls and are being refreshed along the way. Many have been receiving the reins of righteousness and have been made secure in the Lord. Their roots have gone down deeply to take in the living water of the Spirit of God. These are the ones who will march out to the sound of the coming of the Lord. They are coming into unity in this day, and soon they will march out to take the land. They are the chosen ones, those whom I have called for such a time as this. In this word today, the Lord is highlighting the work He is doing in the lives of His people but also in the lives of those who are coming into the kingdom in this day. He is speaking about the ones that he has chosen for such a time as this to join him in the greatest battle yet to come, the end time battle to take down the man-made kingdoms, He is doing a work of purification, of pruning away dead and dry branches, and uprooting iniquity in the hearts of men. The Lord is inviting us to let Him do the digging and the uprooting that needs to be done in our lives, of weeding out those things that are not of Him and of pruning off the things that hinder his people from walking in the fullness of his spirit. He is doing a thorough work in this day, attending to his garden, because he is the master gardener. I hope this word will encourage you who are listening. The Lord hasn't given up on us. And as we struggle in various areas of our lives, the Lord is inviting us to open our hearts to Him and allow Him to do the work that needs to be done. And so my hope is that we will all recognize that we do need a deeper work. May we all allow the Master Gardener to do His work in us. Thank you for listening today. Have a great afternoon, and we'll talk to you again in the next video. Love and blessings to you all in the name of Jesus. Bye for now.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hear me about this, sisters? Praise God. Okay, sounds clear. Thank you. Thank you, Brother LB and Sister Lisa. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Tonight, hallelujah, we're going to, I'm going to address a couple of things, brothers and sisters. Um, um, and uh, I'm going to be talking about a dream that Olivia had. Um, praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. But first, we're going to start with a prayer. Heavenly Father, hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Yeshua Mashiach. Oh, Father God, I pray that you will use me for your glory. This is all for you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into this place. Jesus, you're welcome. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. I pray that you will send archangels to back us up. I pray that everyone, every listener who's listening will be protected by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, they charge for my protection. Holy Spirit, they charge for my whole family protection. Protect my family, Holy Spirit. Jesus, cover all my family with your holy and mighty blood. Along with my brothers and sisters in Christ and friends that are listening, Lord, touch your people tonight. Minister to your people tonight, Holy Spirit of God. We praise your name, Jesus. We honor your name and we give glory and honor to you, Jesus, Holy Spirit of God. I repent from multi-thing kind of sins that I have committed against you, my Lord, since the day that I was born until now, in the last second of the rapture, in the last second of my breath. Forgive us all, Lord Jesus, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Keep me clean, Lord Jesus. I give you the glory and the honor to you, Jesus, mighty King. I thank you, Lord. I can feel your presence, Lord Jesus. And I give you the I give you always, Lord Jesus, praise. And I thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for all of us, for giving us your word, for protecting us, and protecting us from the evil one. Thank you, Jesus, for always being faithful to us. Help us to be faithful to you too, Lord Jesus. Help us to stay right with you every day, Lord. Every single day of our life until that trumpet, Lord Jesus, sounds, Lord, to take us home, mighty King. I love you, Lord. To you be the glory, Jesus. 
To you be the glory, my Lord. And the honor forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bind every evil spirit from north, south, east, up and down. And I break their powers by the blood of Jesus and send them out to the pit of hell. In Jesus' name. Father God, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. That you will take control. Do you belong all the authority, Lord Jesus? Clean the atmosphere, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light in your justice at the noonday. Praise your name, Lord. And we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good, and everything is possible. For those who are called according to his purpose, the Lord is our strength and our shield. And in him, hallelujah, our heart trust. And we are help. And our heart exalts. And with my hallelujah, praise. And so we give thanks to him because, hallelujah, because the Lord is good. And all of our ways we shall acknowledge him. And he will make straight our path. The word of God tells us, have I not commanded you, Joshua 1, 9? To be strong and courageous, not to be frightened, and not to be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you whatever you go. He is with us whatever we go. When you give your life to Jesus and you believe in Jesus Christ, that he's the son of God, and you believe in him, hallelujah. You will not be frightening anymore. You will not dismay. For because the Lord, he will be with you wherever you go. And that is the most beautiful thing that you can ever ask or have. We have our God of hope to fill us with joy and peace every day of our life. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. God fill us, hallelujah, with enormous joy and peace. Hallelujah. Romans fifteen thirteen. May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace of believing. So that by power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. The power of the Holy Ghost. We may abound in hope. There's always hope. There's always hope. The Holy Spirit is always helping us. Hallelujah. So be still and know that I am God, says the word of God in Psalms 46.10. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. And our future, hallelujah, is heaven. And our hope, hallelujah, is heaven. Our hope is Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. I know that a lot of us, brothers and sisters, because the days are evil, sometimes, it's a human nature. We get worried or we get anxious in our daily life, work, or family, or friends. Hallelujah. But we need to trust the Lord with his difficult days. Hallelujah. Excuse me. The Lord is our shield. The Lord is our protector. He's our provider. It doesn't matter what you see. If you see that your family, you're seeing your shoulders, is stepping away, or your 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 family, whoever your cousins your husband or your wife, any members of your family, just trust the Lord and picture them with their Bible in their hands. Remember that. Hallelujah. Remember faith. Faith is what it pleases God. Hallelujah. Just have faith, hallelujah, that they will come back to Jesus. Have faith, hallelujah, and declare it and say it and picture them holding the Bible in their hands and praising God, hallelujah, and you'll see with your own eyes, that it will come to pass, that it will happen, 
depending, hallelujah, on your faith. Because in these days, the enemy, what the enemy is doing is throwing his schemes, his schemes of the devil. But the Lord tell us, and the Bible tell us, hallelujah, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put in the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, that you, hallelujah, may be, that you may be able to stand, you and your family, hallelujah, to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. May the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, Satan, you and your demons. May the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, Satan. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And that's exactly where we're standing right now. We're going through right now. We're seeing evil days, my brothers and sisters, everywhere around the world. And having done all to stand firm, continue to stay firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of the truth. Hallelujah. The belt of the truth. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. Who is the truth? It's Jesus Christ. What is the truth? The Bible. Hallelujah. You will destroy the schemes of Satan with the word of God. Hallelujah. But in the whole armor of God, says the word of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 11. Be sober-minded and be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, pros around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But God is with us. God is with us. Hallelujah. Who can be, hallelujah, against us if God is with us? Trust in Jesus. And that's why God is good, because he protects us. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of the Lord. And we got to be careful. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the, reason the Son of God appeared was, was to destroy the works of the, uh, of the devil. Jesus came to destroy his works. Hallelujah. And he is, he was, and he is victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, we got to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil so he can flee from us. And remember, so again, we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cast powers over this present darkness. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be the name of the Lord. Praise be the name of the Lord. So God, hallelujah. 
He will protect us. He wants us to endure and for what is coming, for, for what is happening, for what is seen. Endure God's protection. Hallelujah. Is with us. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, says the word God, Isaiah 54, 17. And you shall re- refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of the Lord. So be strong and courageous, do not fear, or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not leave you, says the word of God, Deuteronomy 31, 6. He will not leave you or forsake you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Because the Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. The Lord is faithful. Second Thessalonians 3.3. 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Hallelujah. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. That's what I'm going to be talking about. There's a dream that we had. Olivia, hallelujah. Jesus gave a dream to Olivia. We're going to talk about that. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. The virus that is coming is going to be deadly pestilence. But we are going to trust Jesus. Jesus is a refuge. Hallelujah. He is our shelter. Hallelujah. He is our protector. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness. Hallelujah. It's a shield and a buckler. Let me read this again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. My refuge and my first trust. My God in whom I trust. My God in whom I trust. Trust the Lord when this happens. Trust the Lord when you see this. For he will deliver you from the snare. He will deliver you. He will protect you from the father and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions because that's our God, our king that we worship. We worship our king of kings. He is our Lord of lords. And he is powerful. And all we need to do is trust in our king of kings. Hallelujah. And under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness. Hallelujah. Because he will never leave you. It's that shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Hallelujah. Fear not, for I am with you, says the word God. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. 
word of God tells us that he will help us. He's always helping us. You never ask, is God really helping me or can you? God is always helping you, like Isaiah 41.10. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe, says the word God in Proverbs 18.10. So I walk in the midst of trouble. You preserve my life. You strength. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. Praise the living God. God is our king. He's good. Hallelujah. He cares. He cares. He cares. Jesus cares for you because he loves you. Hallelujah. You are a hiding place for me. You, hallelujah, preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts. Of deliverance. Hallelujah. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice, says the word of God, Psalm 511. Let them ever sing for joy. Hallelujah. That's what we do every day because we love our King. And spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exalt in you. Praise the living God. Praise your name, Jesus. Your name, Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. In heaven, we're going to be praising God. We're going to be always trusting God. We're going to be obedient, hallelujah, to the highest. Because there is no disobedience in heaven. Hallelujah. There's no death. There's no death in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, reigns in heaven and the Holy Spirit and Father God. Praise the name of the Lord. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And I am safe from my enemies. The Lord will keep you from all evil, my brothers and sisters. Keep this in mind. He will keep your life and he will keep your family. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Psalms 121, 7 through 8. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Hallelujah. Exodus 14, 14. Courage. Helpless. Please, I encourage you to read Psalms. Encourage you to read Exodus, Thessalonians, Romans. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. God is so good. Welcome to the Lord's hour, my brothers and sisters. May God bless you, bless you abundantly. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Sister Regina. Hallelujah. May God bless you, sister. Everyone who's listening on the archives and uh, uh, on the cell phones, um, in the air, may God bless you. May God bless you. Hallelujah. God is good. Oh, God is wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
my brothers and sisters, endure. Endure. I'm going to read. I'm going to read Olivia's dream. I encourage her to come, but Olivia, sometimes she's you got to please pray so she can, uh, very shy. Uh, but the Lord is working, hallelujah, in her life. I asked her to come and read, read her own dream, but she was very shy. Anyway, so I'm going to read it, my brothers and sisters. This dream makes a lot of sense. And the dream is like this. Hallelujah. Me and my family were in a building. And I have left to someplace else. I wasn't sure where I was. But I had saw some men gathered together in a private place. I was in, a, in, in the room with them, but it seemed like they couldn't see me, so I was invisible to them. I saw this man walking to the end of a hallway that lead to the uh, laboratory. I did not go in. I only peeked from the hallway because I was worried that I might be seen. I heard one man say, the new virus is ready. And it was very clear to me in the dream that these people had the intention to release a new virus into the public. There was a serious tension in the room, but I can also see how pleased they are with the results. I immediately left so I could warn my family. And in that moment, there was an earthquake. And at that moment, there was an earthquake. The earthquake did end up stopping, and I did with my family. I warned my family we had to leave quickly. The chaos was about to happen. And as we were rushing down a hallway, it, it, uh, it took us inside a mall. It was a large mall. They have plenty of people, so we knew we had to find an exit so we can leave quickly before the infection starts. I'm already starting to see one person and another person on the lower level moving as, as strangely like if they were being possessed. People, people didn't seem to pay much attention to them because to anyone else, they look like they were on some kind of a drug. I can already hear screaming in the distance, especially on the lower level. My mom had left to search for an exit for our family. So me and family and my family were staying put to wait for my mom to come back. Some people were rushing in different directions, and you can hear more people screaming. Everything was happening so quickly. 
I then saw a man across from me already turning into a zombie. When he finally turned, he then ran after me. I was able to avoid being bitten by him and managed to push him off the railing. The zombie fell from a great height that any normal person would have been seriously injured or die. Instead, I was able to see the zombie recovering from the fall, and it was starting to get up like if it had no effect on him. Another zombie was around us, but my aunt had beaten the zombie down. Now that we knew that the zombies could get up so easily, we didn't hesitate to to leave immediately to my mom. My mom told us that the exit was where everyone is running to. We all that started to run with the rest of the people to the exit. Everyone was running out for their lives. Right before making it out, I can see that they were getting ready to just shut the doors and lock them before the zombies get too close, even if that, if that means or meant trapping many people inside with the zombies. Oh, boy. When I made it out there, there were people standing shoulder to shoulder, screaming, let us, let us go, let us go, and please, please let us go before they get here. We were stuck in a crowd, and no one was able to escape. I couldn't see exactly what was blocking people ahead, but it seemed like there was a fence around preventing people from escaping. I was able to find a way for me and my family to escape, and I just then, and just then the dream had ended. So my brothers and sisters, and that when she was letting us know that dream, every time Olivia has a dream, she comes, uh, uh, you know, crying to let me know. Uh, we're not, I'm not going to go into details because that is her dream, but all I can tell you is that Jesus is coming, my brothers and sisters, okay? Um, things uh, very quickly is going to be revealed. The Lord wants us to get ready. The Lord wants us to be ready, and the Lord wants us to stay right with him, and the Lord wants us to endure. Hallelujah. He wants us to... Uh, to trust in him and don't let enemy don't let the enemy put wrong thoughts in your mind I remember I also had a dream that it was different in this dream um the Lord allow this dream to happen to me 
So then we will know what to do when our family members that have put uh, the abomination, we will know what to do at that moment. I remember, hallelujah, this is how the dream was. I was in the kitchen. Pyrenees was washing dishes. All of a sudden, I feel, I felt this force. I felt something, you know, got on me. And then I, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, I'm on the floor. And then I felt this presence of the enemy. And I couldn't control myself no more. I was about to turn into something. I was about to turn. And then, and then all of a sudden, my brothers and sisters, I was, I, I was able to, to still uh, uh, think. I was able to still have conscience. So this will happen when, uh, to those people that, have put the abomination on, okay? And when this happens to them, because that's what I felt and that's that's what I thought in my dream, okay, that immediately when I felt like I was, I was about to turn into something bad, the voice that came out of my mouth, it was not my voice, the human voice anymore. It was, it, it was a bad voice. Okay, and I told Denise, run, and Denise stopped watching the dishes, and I said, take the kids and go, run. So Denise, she was obedient, she did it. She went and, and got a lady and Isaac, and she, all I heard was going, <laughs> she was going really fast like a lightning. She went and knocked the door. <laughs> and got the kids out. And then, but Olivia didn't want to go, and Olivia said, what's going on? What's wrong? Well, your mom, look at your mom. It's about, look, she's turning into something. So Olivia came and put her hand on my back. And she started to pray. She started to pray. Now, I'm not going to go into details about this. You can get your own conclusion. Uh, or details about it, but what I understood in my dream is, uh, and you can take it to the Lord, is that what I felt was the wild us happening to those people, because this is, well, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened to me. So when she, when she placed her hand on my back, calmed me down, and, and I was not turning into whatever I was going to turn, okay? And and I said, no, Lydia, no, it's too late. You got to go now before, you know, before I don't know what I was going to do, kill her, because you have no control. You, I was trying, I was fighting that so bad. I was fighting it strong so, 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 so I would not turn into what I was going to turn, okay? And, and so I will not hurt my family. And 
and at that moment, uh, once that control comes into you, it is very difficult, very difficult to control. But then Olivia put her hand on my back and started to pray and pray and pray. And I remember saying, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, Lord, I don't want to turn into this thing. And Jesus, help me, Lord. So when I said that, my brothers and sisters, immediately everything lost. And I did not turn into anything, and everything just left. Now, the Lord allowed this to happen to me. He allowed it so I can tell the people who have put the uh, uh, vaccine or the abomination. So when this happens, you have to trust the Lord. And now I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that may, maybe that will not happen, maybe you're not going to turn into whatever, but all what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, that moment is whoever have done this or anyone who have done this, trust in Jesus at that moment. Because when I was asking Jesus to help me, I in that dream that I had, and I didn't put that up. May God protect me from from that. I will never do it. But the Lord allowed that to happen and, and to me and, and, and felt that so that maybe I can just come and let you know that you have to just trust the Lord. you got to pray for your families. Pray for your families that have put the abomination on, and, that's, and that is going to help. That is going to help. And the people that already have put that on, when that moment happens, you have to tr- now you have to trust the Lord. You have to have faith, though, because I remember when when that was happening to me, I was trusting Jesus and I was I was I was just trusting Him. I was just leaning on Him. I was just trusting Him, and then it, and then it didn't happen. To whatever I was going to turn, it didn't happen. Trust in the Lord. I'm not saying that that is you know. That that's the case. Maybe that's how it's going to be. I don't know. My brother said it was it was a dream to the Lord and prayer, and and uh, so God, Hallelujah, can reveal this to you. Now the dream that my daughter um, had, I just read it to you. Oh, and I remember that while that was happening to me, I was saying there's another virus. It's it's a virus that just got placed on people automatically. Like there was another one, and I don't. I, I like I, I'm saying I don't want to go into so much, you know, detail. I what I felt in my dream that there was going to be another one. So let's just stay ready and trust in Jesus. That's why Hallelujah, the Lord has given us this verse, this biblical verses that I just read to you, because the Lord wants us to trust in Him. Amen. Praise Your name, Jesus. The Lord wants us to lean and trust in him, and he will protect us. Do not be frightening and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's what you have to think always. Hallelujah. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, Jeremiah 17, 7, 8. Who, who's trust in the Lord? He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For it is leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. 
praise your name, Jesus. Endure, endure when you're seeing these things happening. I don't know, my brothers and sisters, we're going to see this. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, maybe the Lord's going to take us before all this happens, or maybe we're going to have to go through this and see this. I have no idea. But if this, if that's the case, that we're going to be able to see that, my brothers and sisters, our only hope is Jesus, and we just got to trust the Lord. Amen. For you have need of endurance, hallelujah, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Hebrews 10, 36. God has promised us, hallelujah, that he's always going to be with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. Amen. Keep your trust in Jesus. Blesses the man who remains steadfast under a trial, says the word of God. But when he has stood crown of life, which God is, has promised to those who love him. And again, it's in obedience. Obedience is number one for the Lord. Amen. God is with us. But we have to obey. Because remember that the enemy also takes his territory. If we disobey God and if we decide to sin, if we decide to go to the last and continue to be in the last, what is it going to be? The consequences of sinning, the consequences of disobedience. Okay? So God wants to bless us. He wants to protect us. Amen? But you have to be, hallelujah, right with God, staying in righteousness and holiness, reading the word of God, praying and fast, be strengthening with all power. That's the word of God, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. So we can stay always with patience. We can stay always with joy. Amen? Enduring all this, we're seeing all this, but we're trusting Jesus. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulations, is the word God. Be constant in prayer, Romans 12, 12. So we have to rejoice in hope, and we have to be patient in tribulation when we're seeing this. Hallelujah, because if we're going to see this, or the people who is going to be seeing this, the people that are going to, those that are going to be left behind, be constant in prayer and be patient through the tribulation. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. First Corinthians ten thirteen. That is faithful. Always remember that. Always remember this, friends and brothers and sisters. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, says the word God. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. He's going to make you escape from it, that you may be able to endure it. Hallelujah. Because God knows everything. God is good, and he knows, hallelujah, what he's doing. That's why in our prayer, we always have to say to the Lord, let your will be done in my life, my Lord. Not my will, but your will, because he knows best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let his steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You should not be lacking in nothing. Hallelujah. James 1.4. But whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So what does the scripture give you? Hope. That's why it is very good to read the scriptures. Friends, 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 I encourage you. Encourage you to read the Holy Bible. Hallelujah. Read the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus, because it will give you hope. And also will tell you the truth because the hallelujah, the Holy Bible, is the word of God and it's truth. Amen. 
he will, hallelujah, set you free. And he will reveal the truth to you. He'll set you free from the lies of the enemy. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. Hallelujah. And behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, remember. And you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Because he is that compassionate God. And he is merciful. Hallelujah. But we also can't forget, don't forget, that he also, hallelujah, God is, is a consuming fire. Amen? He is. He's a, he's a loving God. But we always got to remember that he's also consuming fire. We got to be careful also. Amen? I can do all things, is the word of God, through him who has strengthened me. You can do everything through Jesus. Jesus is our, is our helper. He helps us through difficult times. He's going to help us. If we're going to go through more events, of course, he's going to be there with us because he will never leave us. Amen? He's going to help us. So stay, stay strong. Amen? And trust the Lord. It is for disciples that you have to endure. The word of God tells us this. Listen. It is for disciples that you have to endure. God is, is, is treating you as sons. Treating, excuse me. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline. So when God dis- disciplines you, actually you should be happy because he loves you. If he will not be disciplining you, then you'll be concerned. Amen. But God disciplines those that he loves. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace, as the word God. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. He did it. And now it's our turn. We have to do it. We have to pass it. We have to be strong. We have to endure, just like Jesus did. Hallelujah. And he showed us. Jesus is our our perfect example. God did everything for us, and he did it perfect. So we should follow Jesus' steps. Amen? Look into Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What do we need to endure? We have to endure these difficult times, these evil days. We have to endure. Just like Jesus endured at the cross, despising the shame, and is sitting now at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. God is testing. He has tested us. He's going to test us. We're going to go through some things. We have gone through some things. God wants to see. Hallelujah. How much do we trust him? How much do we endure him? Are we trusting him? Are we putting our trust in the Lord? Or are we leaning on our own understanding? No, we want to put our trust in the Lord. We've got to be wise. Because trusting him, hallelujah, things will always work out good. Amen. Be sober-minded and be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, crawls around like a rolling lion, seeking someone to the bar. This has happened to us many times. 
at work, family, with with marriages, with friends, with everything, with everyone. The enemy is always looking, trying to get you, trying to get you at work. Oh, if he can try you, if he if he can if he can uh, get you at the house, he will try to get you someplace else. He will try to get you in a way he that he studies the person and 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 uh and tries to do his evil things with your weakness. But we have to be sober-minded, be watchful. I'm going to trust the Lord. Amen? And we have to, hallelujah, have faith in God, please God. Hallelujah. We have to show the enemy who we trust, that we obey Jesus. Hallelujah. That we are trusting Jesus. That we decide to stay with him instead of the world. Amen. So he will not come and attack you. Staying safe under his wings, under his protections. Jesus always, hallelujah, he's always going to be looking out for you. Is always going to be faithful to you. So you, we, have to be faithful to him too. We gotta to love him. That we have to obey him. We have to trust in the Lord. Amen. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Got to wait for the Lord's coming. Got to wait. Jesus is coming, my brothers and sisters and friends that are listening. Let's look around us. We don't need to go so deep. We can just see what is, what is happening around the world. Hallelujah. So we have to trust in the Lord and wait upon the Lord. Be patient. Hallelujah for the Lord's return. Jesus, hallelujah, is coming back. And we have to be watchful. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Always remember that. Stay, hallelujah, abounding. Hallelujah in his hope. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So the Bible informs us about the protection of God. And as humans, we want to see God's protection. It's a magic force. Feel that keep us from all harm. Doesn't happen like that. Yes, God can prevent any evil or distraction, but we must remember that we live in a fallen world where we have free will. Okay? Many times God works in ways that we do not understand. 
Sometimes gasportation comes in in the form of peace and strength in the middle of despair. Other times gasportation comes as an ending because he sees something more on the horizon that we cannot see. As believers in Jesus, we are promised, hallelujah, a new life cover under the protection of God in which nothing, nothing can separate us from his love. And notice that no matter what hardship you're faced, what harpish you face, God is your provider and protector. Hallelujah. There's so many biblical verses encourage us. Hallelujah. That show us deportation. Amen. Isaiah 54, 17, as I was reading to you before, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall, re- and you shall refute, refute it every time that rises against you in judgment. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from, the, from me, declares the Lord. Then he goes, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And then Psalms 46, verse 1, God is a refuge and a strength, a very present help in trouble. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, be strong and courageous do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you when these things, when you see these things happening, my brothers and sisters, remember these verses. Remember these verses if we're going to see that. Okay? Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So trust in the Lord. If it happens that we're going to see things like that, always remember the God God in in his right hand. Hallelujah. And that he is going to help us. We have to trust the Lord 100% right there. We always got to trust the Lord no matter what. And then remember this, Psalms 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord camps around those who fear him and delivers them. Hallelujah. You are hiding place for me. Preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Psalms 32, verse 7. Oh, hallelujah. Father God, I want to live in the shadow of your wind. Let him know. When life is hard and I don't know what to do, or when this happens, if I have to face this and I will not know what to do, help me. Remember that you, hallelujah, you are, remember this, that he is with you that moment. Then help me to remember Say, help me to remember, Lord, that you are with me and that I am never alone. I cannot live without you, my Lord. I cannot face tomorrow without the promise of your presence 
Today I choose, hallelujah, to walk and live under the protection of you, my Lord, the Most High. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. The whole armor of God. And we stand. Be able to withstand in the evil day. And stand firm. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear not. For I am with you, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, verse 10. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep you from all these things. Psalms 121, 7, 8. The Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What then shall we say to these things when you're seeing these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31. Memorize these verses. Memorize them. So when tests or trials, tribulations, what we're seeing, Things that we have never seen. Remember Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God, hallelujah, is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. He will cover you with his pinions. And under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield above me. My, my glory and the, and the lifter of my head. Psalms 3, 3. The Lord is good. The stronghold. In the day of trouble, he knows those who take refuge in him. Hallelujah. Learn how to take refuge in him. Take refuge in him. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Read the word of God. Proverbs 30, verse 5. He is our salvation. We should not fear. He is our strength. Hallelujah. When you're weak, you're strong, because God is with you. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? Second Kings, Samuel 22, 32. Trust in the Lord. If you see your family walking away from the Lord, you see your friends walking away, trust in Jesus that he will deliver them. He will bring them back. He just needs your faith. Hallelujah. And friends, it is time to run to the Lord and escape from all these things that are about to be, to happen and be unfold. 
because, hallelujah, mystery will be revealed. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Give it like to Jesus and say, Psalms 34, verse 22. Save me, Lord. Help me. Save me. I believe in your name, Jesus Christ. Forgive me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness and keep me clean and write my name in the book of life. Have mercy on me, Lord. Forgive my sins. And God is merciful. He will forgive your sins. He will erase your sins. He will remember no more of your sins. That's how merciful God is. You give your life to Jesus. God will wash your sins away with his mighty and holy blood. That blood that was shed at the cross for you and me. He will wipe every sin away from you. But all you need to do is go to him and say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I love you, Lord. Forgive me. doesn't matter what kind of sin you have committed. Hallelujah. If you repent and do it with all your heart and say, I'm sorry, I repent, Jesus. He will forgive you. He's a God. Confess your sins to Jesus and let him know what you have done. Don't be shy. The Lord loves you. He made you. He created you. Yes, he hates your sin, but he loves you. Just give your life to Jesus and run for what is about to be unfold, what is about to happen. There's not, there's no more time. Look what's happening around you. It's so close. It's so close for anything to happen. World War Three. Then it was Russia, China, America. The button is about to be touched. Give your life to Jesus before it's too late. He's the only one who cares. He's the only one who can save you. He's the only one that can take you to heaven. He's the one who can take you in the rapture. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, forgive me. Repent from all type and kind of a sin that I committed against you since the day that I was born until now and until the last second of the rapture. And help me, Jesus. Forgive my sins. Wipe my sins away with your mighty blood. And write my name in the book of life. I want to be with you forever and ever. I want to be in heaven with you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. You don't want to trust man. Don't trust what politicians and all these people, government, what are saying. Trust in the Lord. Because he cares. Because he loves you. Hallelujah, don't put your trust in man. How many times people have put their trust in man and look, they have failed. Jesus will never fail you. He will always, hallelujah. It will always be truthful because he is true. He's always faithful. And he's our God and he takes us home. And he will never fail us and he will never will. So why trust in men? We should trust, put our hope, and trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's the word of God in Psalms 34, verse 19. 
but the Lord delivers him. Oh, he delivered him out of them all. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is, my, is our strength. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can men do to me? Psalms 118.6. Thank you, Jesus. So my brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Shalom, shalom, brother Joseph. May God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Let's pray, my brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, oh, help us, Lord, in this with these difficult times or evil days <clears throat> that are happening on earth right now. Many things happening, but we should not be afraid of the word God tells us and encourage us, hallelujah, to put our trust in you. But I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, to help us to stay right with you and to help us, Lord, to be ready for the rapture. Hallelujah. And Lord Jesus, continue to touch people. Continue to bring people to you. Ministry to your people. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit of God. Oh, Father God. Father God. Father God. You are our awesome God. You know when the date and the hour. You know, Father God, the date and the hour. Help us to stay right with you. Help us to stay watchful. Help us to stay, hallelujah, in prayers. Help us to stay in obedience. Help us to put our trust in you. Hallelujah. Help us to stay right with you. Hallelujah. And cleanse us, Lord Jesus, from all unrighteousness and keep us clean. And Holy Spirit, help us to endure. Help us to stay strong. Help us until, hallelujah, the trumpet sounds and takes us home until the last second of the rapture. I love you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for this wonderful message, Lord, that you have given us. The Lord, my brothers and sisters, he preaches to me too. Hallelujah. When I'm reading all these verses, when I'm preaching the word God, he's preaching to me too. And I thank you so much, Father God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this message. All the glory and the honor to you, my King. All the glory and the honor to you, Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The glory is yours. You don't share your glory with no one. The glory is yours, my King. Hallelujah. I'm just your vessel, Lord Jesus. I'm your servant. That you can use however you please, Lord Jesus. I'm not worthy, Lord Jesus, of you. Lord, also help me to stay right with you, Lord. And I thank you for this message. 
And I praise your name and I honor you, Lord. Bless your people tonight. Protect your people tonight. Help them, Lord Jesus, in your daily, daily, to their daily lives. Hallelujah. At work, with the family, their families, our families, Lord, help us. And when these things happen, happen, help us to trust and put our trust on you only and to endure and not, and not be afraid because you are with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you, will, that you, Lord, will send us also angels to back us up, to fight on our behalf. Father God, in Jesus' name I pray. And I pray that you will touch your people tonight, that you will deliver your people tonight, that you will heal your people tonight, that you will empower your people's uh, uh, faith and to strengthen them, Lord. I pray for their protection of Jesus, that you will protect them. I pray that they will walk in obedience to you. All of us, Lord Jesus, to walk in obedience for you, to trust in you, and only you, my Lord, and help us to stay right until the last time of the rapture, Lord. Bless us, Lord, tonight. And again, thank you so much for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. God is good. May God bless you. May God bless you. Hallelujah. And continue, hallelujah, to trust the Lord Jesus, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And keep looking up. And I will never, hallelujah, will stop saying this. Keep looking up because the king is coming back. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. May God bless you abundantly. Hallelujah. May God protect you. And hallelujah. And may God give you his peace. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Until next time, may God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Hi, everyone. All I'm Melissa Midnight Hour Oil. Amen. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I wanted to talk a little bit about a uh, word of prophecy that was received by Dimitri Dunamis, Dunaman on April 22nd of 1996. And this speaks of the Russia and China alliance. And uh, I believe it was an angel who shared this with Dimitri, uh, how things are really going to unfold. And no matter how these countries portray themselves as uh, friends of the U.S., we have to understand that uh, there are things going on behind the scenes that none of us are privy to, but the Lord knows, God knows. And he's revealed some of these things to his, his dedicated servants, and one of them is Dimitri Dudeman. And if you have not heard of him, you can look up online uh, some of his ministry and some of the things he went through. He, he endured a lot of abuse, a lot of torture, 
uh, in under a communist regime, and uh, was e they even tried to electrocute him twice, but could not kill him. So this man had a uh, a very serious call on his life. God had some serious things he wanted him to do and to share with with his people. So this word I wanted to share with you because. I know I did a video, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about a dream concerning Russia. And I just came across this and I thought, I want to share this with you all because it really is important concerning the United States and, and what is going to unfold. All right. So I'm going to read this just as it was written by Dimitri back in, on April 22nd of 1996. Dimitri says, I prayed, then went to bed. I was still awake when suddenly I heard a trumpet sound. A voice cried out, Stand. In my vision, I was in America. I walked out of my home and began to look for the one who had spoken to me. As I looked, I saw three men dressed alike. Two of the men carried weapons. One of the armed men came to me. I woke you to show you what is to come, he said. Come with me. I didn't know where I was being taken, but when we reached a certain place, he said, stop here. A pair of binoculars was handed to me, and I was told to look through them. Stand there, don't move, and look, he continued. You will see what they are saying and what they are preparing for America. As I was looking, I saw a great light. A dark cloud appeared over it. I saw the president of Russia, a short, chubby man who said he was the president of China, and two others. The last two also said where they were from, but I did not understand. However, I gathered they were part of Russian-controlled territory. The man stepped out of the cloud. The Russian president began to speak to the Chinese one. I will give you the land with all the people, but you must free Taiwan of the Americans. Do not fear we will attack them from behind. A voice said to me, watch where the Russians penetrate America. I saw these words being written, Alaska, Minnesota, Florida. Then the man spoke again. When America goes to war with China, the Russians will strike without warning. So note that China first strikes and then Russia. Uh, the other two presidents spoke. We, too, will fight for you. Each had a place already planned as a point of attack. All of them shook hands and hugged. Then they all signed a contract. One of them said, we're sure that Korea and Cuba will be on our side, too. Without a doubt, together we can destroy America. The president of Russia began to speak insistently. Why let ourselves be led by the Americans? Why not rule the world ourselves? They have to be kicked out of Europe, too. Then I could do as I please with Europe. The man standing beside me asked, This is what you saw. They act as friends and say they respect the treaties made together, but everything I've shown you is how it will really happen. Now take note of that because he's not asking Dimitri to intercede and pray that this won't come to pass. He is saying this is how it will happen. You must tell them what is being planned against America. Then, when it comes to pass, see, when it comes to pass, the people will remember the words the Lord has spoken. Who are you, I asked. I am the protector of America. So more than likely he is an archangel or a high-level angel. 
America's sin has reached God. He will allow this destruction. See that? He will allow it. It's coming, folks. America is going to be judged, okay? For he can no longer stand such wickedness. God, however, still has people that worship him with a clean heart as they do his work. He has prepared a heavenly army to save these people. As I looked, a great army, well-armed and dressed in white, appeared before me. Do you see that? The man asked. This army will go to battle to save my chosen ones. Then the difference between the godly and the ungodly will be evident. Okay. So, it it seems to me that this is going to happen. This, there is no, like, praying and interceding and trying to get this to be averted. America has committed many, many sins. She is guilty of the blood of millions of innocent babies. She is guilty of leading other nations into sin, etc., etc. So, yes, we know that's going to happen. America will be judged. Uh, and it looks like he's going to be using Russia and China as one of his instruments and some other nations who Dimitri couldn't remember. But as an encouragement, I want you to remember that as I have shared the, the, the biblical, scriptural basis for pre-tribulation rapture, it is bedrocked in scripture. And I may come out and do another video on that, because I know I have had, I've got new subscribers, people who uh, maybe don't know the biblical basis for pre-tribulation rapture, but it is bedrocked in scripture, and it's coming soon. It is, it is coming so, so soon. I, I just, I want you to remember our blessed hope our blessed hope is coming and I'm going to share with you three clips uh, of testimonies that were given by two men who passed away and came back to life and both of them were told by the Lord that there is a rapture coming a pre-tribulation rapture and then there was another man Ken Bailey was on Joni Stahl's field notes uh, channel back on March 7th of 2022 and he shares uh, a vision, a dream what, that he was given where the Lord was telling him about a pre-tribulation rapture. Okay, so I want to encourage you. I'm going to, I'm going to share those uh, clips right at the end of this video. So please uh, stay tuned and watch that. Uh, I'll try to put in, in the description box links to the full interviews with these individuals so that you can watch them in their entirety if you want to. But just be encouraged, church, because our redemption is drawing nigh. The signs are in the heavens. The signs are on the earth. Church, we're going home soon. It's all that matters now is that we know Jesus. And listen, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please take time to look in the description box. I've provided information on how you can come into that genuine relationship with Jesus, with the Father, and be born again of the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned for those video clips that are coming up after this. And as always, church, it is my prayer that we will all continue to keep our lamps burning bright while we wait for Jesus. I love you all. God bless you. And he, he at first had me set, and he stood and talked to me and said, I must tell you that I am coming back for my people and I, I remember saying, but they know that. And he said, no, they, they know it, but they don't know it. They're asleep. They're at ease. They think it's way off in the future, but it's not. He said, I'm coming back like a thief in the night, but I am coming. 
I am coming at a time when revival will break on the shores of eternity, the greatest revival that this world has ever known, the world, the greatest revival. He said, I'm sending you back to herald my return. I am coming back, but I am coming back for people that make themselves ready, that lay aside every sin that does so easily beset and get their eyes totally upon upon me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. And when he said that, it's as if all heaven joined in and said, Amen, glory to God. Battlefield. I didn't see Jesus go to Jerusalem, but I was told he went to Jerusalem. I was, I was told that he went to Jerusalem to set up his millennial reign. And I was so excited because we were going to go ride down now and join Jesus um, in the second coming. After the vision finished, I saw, um, I realized later on, you know, what I had seen and that I'd seen the end of the tribulation. I was made to know that the rapture occurred early in the vision before America was fully gone. It, it made me really sad when I heard that Amer the, um, um, America no longer exists. And I said, what, Lord? in the vision, and I'm quoting the Lord, I'm quoting Jesus, America now ceases to exist. And that was early in the tribulation. So America as a nation had been taken over and, and sovereign rights as a country were gone. all these things he's coming back and, and, he's, and uh, just as a, a, a little tickler he's coming back before the tribulation he's coming back before the tribulation just so I was going to get on that one okay so Jesus told you about the rapture what specifically did he say about the rapture the spirit was so strong on me when I came back that I noted all of these things because since I knew he was going to come back first for his bride, I knew that that was the case. Um, and so I wanted to be able to pick out all of these ver uh, scriptures that pointed to that. I also knew that there were also going to be many more people that would ultimately be saved through the tribulation period and that there was in fact a period of time, time of Jacob's trouble, the, the, this time of, of great tribulation that was going to come upon the earth, all of that. But one thing that no one I listen to actually seems to discuss is, wait a minute, that's only the first part of that harvest. There's still a harvest, right? And uh, so that's a that's the barley harvest. So if if you've got the first fruits of that harvest, then what happens next is the harvest of the rest of that group. And so if Jesus was the first fruits of the barley harvest, aren't we going to have a barley harvest? You know, 
they always want to make him the first fruits of the barley harvest and then put everybody else into the wheat harvest. I'm like, guys, you're, you're missing one whole group. Is there going to be a wheat harvest? Yes, and that would be what we would consider the general resurrection. The barley harvest happens before the wheat harvest, and that happens before the grape harvest, which is the wrath of God and everything else. You can tie all this in is what I'd like to say. Think about this from a rapture standpoint, right? This was my focus. It says that the bride was brought to him. And believe it or not, that's what's going to happen in the rapture. So are you saying that Jesus told you the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation? He's going to yes. take his bride before. Yes. Yes. Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. To new subscribers, I would like to invite you to look at a few things concerning the blog. The first thing is the community page. If you are subscribed to the blog, then you'll be able to see the community page. The community page can be found by going to the Master's Voice Prophecy blog dashboard. And to do that, you just look underneath the video and you'll see the channel's name on a little dark gray background. Click that and then It'll show you the entire dashboard and then you'll see home and you'll see videos and you'll see playlists and everything like that. And then I think you'll see the word community. And on the community page is where I share um, information that has come to me. Sometimes people email me and they tell me, look, this has this prophetic word of yours has actually started or it has fulfilled itself. And so I share interesting developments so that we can all see that these words are not coming from me reading the news because many of the things that people bring my attention to are things that I spoke about in 2019 or things that I saw in 2012 or 2015 or 2017 and they were written down. They're published on the Master's Voice blog. And now that the prophetic times are sort of stretching and expanding themselves, we can start to see some of the things that I was talking about, such as a few months ago, China came out with this very strange looking device that is supposed to replace a romantic partner in your life. It's a kissing machine. And so you basically hold this piece of plastic and rubber that has lips on it. And then your partner who is far away will kiss his version and you will kiss your version and then it will feel as if the two of you are kissing. And yet in the prophecy that the Lord brought, I think it was December, December 2021. It was at the end of 2021 going into the new year. The Lord brought out this very shocking prophecy called the new man. And one of the things he was speaking about in that prophecy is how human sexuality will become so defiled and so abominable that people will have sexual relations using some kind of suit that he was telling me about. And I didn't see a visual for this suit, but this thing will allow a person to be able to enjoy intimacy by themselves. This is with no human being. The suit will do the work of a partner. Or you put the suit on and then you can join the cloud. You can join the cloud. And in the cloud, God was showing me, that people will have mass orgies of hundreds because this suit will enable you to to link up with as many people as you would want. And so the community page is, um, I consider it a blessing because there, when things start to show up in real life, like the, one of the things the Father also said is that people will have 
synthetic partners. These are partners that are robots. Some of them will be robots, and men will stop wanting to be with women. That is also in the prophecy, the new men. Men will not be interested in women anymore. Men will go after these beings that will be just like a human being in every way, except that God says that it will be inhabited by a demon, that so-called AI wife. The thing powering it will actually be a demonic spirit. And he said that they will be so lifelike that men will completely not be interested in women and will go after these things. So the community page is where I put that. I also put teaching there. I also put very interesting prophetic insights that the Lord is sharing with me privately. And some of these things, not all of them, I do share them on the community page. But you can only see that if you are subscribed. So it is completely up to you. You can still watch the channel unsubscribed. There's no problem. Another thing is please be aware of scammers that are running rampant on YouTube and they're not doing anything about it. People come and they um, mimic. They mimic many channels and they they obviously they do mimic this one and so if people are asking you to send money to an orphanage in Nigeria or they're telling you that someone is watching you through demonic portals and you have to give them money and then they will pray for you and things like that please be aware that this is a scammer please be aware that I'm not interacting with anyone in that way so just don't get scammed and don't give your personal information and don't put your personal emails and things. These sites are monitored by the powers that be. Let's just call them the powers that be. So stop putting your phone number and your email on the Internet where anyone can gain access to your privacy. Harvest your identity or do something unsavory with it. We have to be wise. We have to be people who know the times. Just a moment, please. The last thing is playlists. This channel has playlists where you can follow the videos by theme, and playlists are actually a very helpful way to you to come up to speed. If you're a new person, this video just dropped in your lap. There is a lot of information here, past information, present information, information about the prophetic future, information about Jesus, the Bible, many topics. I highly recommend that you use the playlist because then you can be able to move rather rapidly through the material and soon you will be up to speed if it is your intention, of course, to hear what God has been saying to the church for these last 11 years. I'm continuing with the theme that the Lord has, by his own wisdom, drawn me back to things that I was dealing with last year in the summer months of 2022. I am back in them. And as I was going through at least four prophecies that have not been mentioned concerning the twisting, bending, and unfortunately, the breaking of human sexuality, I came across this one, a dream that I had in September 2018. And as I was just reading this this dream, honestly, I was so innocent of these things that I, I do not think that in 2018, I knew that people were cutting their body and having gender reassignment surgery. And the way I know that is because after I had this dream, a while after, maybe it would be the following year, 2019, or something like that, God gave me a dream that really terrified me. And I've shared that dream. I've said that I will not publish that dream because God was just basically showing me, Celestial, he was showing me how easy it is to be someone who cuts off your body parts 
and says that you are male when you actually look like me or says that you are female when you actually look like whichever male is watching this video right now, that video terrified me to the point, not video, but dream, that when I woke up, I prayed and prayed and prayed to God on my knees that he would protect me from the entering in of the things that he was showing me would cause people to do this. And you might be thinking, oh, it's probably some huge demon from the planet Kryptar or something like that. It is the entry of the reprobate mind. And I have been thinking on this thing for at least the last two days. The reprobate mind is a judgment. The reprobate mind is where you will no longer be allowed the privilege of rational thought. Blue will no longer be blue to you. Yellow will no longer be yellow. Water will no longer be wet. And sand will no longer be dry. You will say that the ocean is purple. You will say that fish can walk. You will say that giraffes are hippos. And you will say that you are, as a woman, are a man. Or you, as a man, are a woman. And you will utterly believe this because God will hand you over to what some of the Bible verses actually call derangement. That simply means madness. The Lord showed me in that dream that it is simply by the entry of a thought, a thought that you do not fight, a thought that you do not rebuke, a thought that you do not put your hands around like a reprobate weed and choke it with prayer and choke it by rejecting it and rebuking it in the name of Jesus and cursing it to die with your mouth by saying, this is a lie from the pit of hell. I do not receive it. It is not true. I reject it. And you pray until that thing withers and dies and slithers away back where it came from. If you do not do that, you can end up in a world where you first entertain a thought and then you accept the thought as a premise of truth and then you begin to wonder what would happen if the thought could be attached to you. And that is the slope that you will travel down until you eventually come to what is not truth. But in your reprobate mind, you will say that it is. And at that point... God will hand you over and no one will bring you back. No one can bring you back because when God hands a person over, it's done. It's finished. In Christianity, the word reprobate is different from how people use it outside. When you have an uncle that just likes to drink a lot and chase the girls, people just say, oh, that's Harry. He's just an old reprobate. They just mean he's an old tramp. That's Harry. That's his ways. You never know what God can do with Harry when he's in the world like that. God could reveal himself to Harry. Harry could have a horrible experience and learn a lesson and make an about change in his life. That is different from being handed over to the concept of you cannot come back from this kind of thinking. You cannot change. God has given up on you when we talk about Christian reprobates and it's done. He will now hand you over to Satan and Satan will make you chop off everything and like we do in new york here 
You see these people walking around and they truly believe that they are the height of beauty. They believe that they are the cutting edge of what either a man or a woman should look like. You hear trans women saying, men who are in dresses, men in drag effectively, are now boldly on all the social media spaces saying that the rest of us should catch up because they're better than real women. So you can tell that the, everything is not functioning upstairs properly because they say it and they believe it with all their soul. God has handed them over and it is very easy to get there. I found this old dream and it is a perfect example all the way from 2018 of what God was showing me. But back then I was so innocent that I would just see a dream like this and just write it down faithfully. And I shared this on Facebook and I did not know that we would be here in 2023 where Gender reassignment surgery and body dysmorphia is the loudest. It is louder than politics. It is the loudest conversation in the United States today. The dream is called Stay True to Your Assigned Gender. And I had this dream in September 20, September 20th, 2018. The banner scripture is this, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And this is James chapter 1 and verses 12 to 16. And so let's go to the dream. In a dream, the Lord took me to a man's house. I don't know this person, but this is a real person somewhere because this is here in America. And I was inside this person's real house. And this person had a nice life because his, his house was pretty fancy. You know how men who um, are single and who have a certain amount of earnings, their house just looks really um, expensive. You know, they have all the, the art deco pieces and things like that and nice furniture. And so God put me in this man's room as this man was getting ready for bed. He was winding down, he got into his t-shirt and whatever, and he got into bed and he relaxed and he put his hands behind his head. And he was staring at the ceiling. And he was staring at the ceiling so intently, so quietly, that I got curious. And I wondered, what's he looking at? And as soon as I thought that, the Lord put me in the bed next to the man. And this is what I saw. Uh, I, I found the best estimation that what I saw of what I saw. And what you're looking at there is a movie marquee. So you know when a, a new movie is coming out, they will have that very big screen and then they will put sometimes the actor's face and put all the actor's names and then tell you uh, the ride or the thrill of a lifetime. This is what I saw in this man's mind. He had a big screen like this in his mind and it was on the ceiling. So God projected this, ma this man's mind as a big screen on the ceiling. And I saw on the screen moving about all the events of the day. So everything that he had done, every, everywhere that he had gone, it was represented by small pictures, moving pictures, and icon, icons. And there was even a little mouse as he, in his mind, was moving events around and putting them in order 
in terms of how he wanted to store them. He was editing the events of the day and he was categorizing them. Some things he kept and some things he deleted. I guess we all do this when at the end of the day, when we're thinking about the day we've had, I could have done that better. I wish that so-and-so didn't say that to me. Oh, I forgot to do this. As we're putting the day in order, making it neat before we go to bed, we all do this, but I was amazed to see how this process actually looks. So it's important to note, please, the man was controlling his own images. I didn't say that someone was moving them around and then he wasn't uninvolved actor and he was only watching. No, the man was the one who was moving around the mouse. He was putting his day in order how he wanted. And this is because each of us must know that we will answer for how we have lived our life and how we have gone through life. The mind is a gift that God has given you to be able to navigate this realm, the earth realm. The mind is a gift that God has given you to be able to understand his word. And with his word in you, you are then ready to elevate out of the earth realm and participate in the spiritual realm where God and the angels and also Satan and the fallen angels and many other different types of entities exist. You need a mind to navigate life. But I would say to you, you need a spiritual mind to be able to successfully navigate life and successfully Engage with God as he is. And so you're in control of your mind and the thoughts that you allow in your head. That is your responsibility. And the final decisions of all your thoughts is what God is going to judge you on. So as this man was drifting off to sleep, the images were getting fewer and fewer and fewer until the screen of his mind became very peaceful and blank. He filed everything away, and then he was done. Then out of nowhere, I saw a bold capital letter sent sentence in pink. And the sentence said, you should become a woman. So the man's mind was blank, an empty screen. And then comes this massive, big sentence in pink letters, you should become a woman. And I lying there watching how a person arranges their thoughts and puts everything in place and then begins to drift off to sleep, watching it on screen. I was shocked. I was so shocked. I thought, what? Where did that come from? I had a very strong physical reaction to seeing on the screen of a man's mind this thought out of nowhere. You should become a woman. I said, this is the devil. It must be. But the man next to me had no reaction. In fact, he had a very interested and curious face looking at that screen. He looked like someone who wanted to hear more. And I was stunned to see that this man was open to that statement. And so the screen flashed the sentence again. Big pink letters. You should become a woman. And I was astonished to see this for obvious reasons, because where is the thought coming from? If this man is looking at his own mind and he's in control of every thought projected on there, everything that I saw moving, where is this big thought coming from? I looked at him as if to say again, to get a reaction out of him, as if to say, can you believe this? But instead of seeing this man frowning and upset at the thought like I was, 
He was not resisting it. He was considering it. Yes, he was actually considering it. And these were the thoughts in my mind. He can't be serious. This is from the devil. You should rebuke that suggestion right now. Tell it to get out of here right now in the name of Jesus. I would have said it to him, but I knew that he couldn't see me or hear me. And the Lord showed me why this man was not resisting this thought. In his ankle, I saw a very tiny shrimp-like creature. And I will show you the best image that I could find of what I saw. That is a scorpion. It wasn't quite like this, what I saw. But this is the closest that I could find online. So this thing, I looked into the man's body and I saw in his ankle, this little thing with a stinger raised. And it was stinging this man at the speed of light. It was stinging him for all it was worth. And written on the body of this little shrimpy thing was the word lust. It was spelt out L-U-S-T on the side of this little animal. And it was blasting that man in the ankle, stinging him. And that is what was opening his heart to this wicked suggestion. That stinger from the lust that was inside this man, the hidden lust in his own soul, maybe for women or maybe for whatever hidden things that he does that nobody knows about. This was now acting on him while this foreign thought from the enemy was trying to break through the man's defenses. The stinger lowered his resistance to sin, and that's why he was open to the suggestion that he, a man, should be a woman. That's why he was looking at that pink sentence, you should become a woman, as if it's the kind of suggestion that normal men hear every day and smile at. The next thing this man did, please note the escalation. First, he looked at it. He didn't have a, a bad reaction to it. He didn't cast the thought away from him. He was curious. He was thinking about it like someone who wanted to hear more. The next thing he began to do was act on that sentence. He began to fantasize, and the screen of this man's mind changed from blank to filled with women's underwear, camisoles and bras and slips and panties and garters, all the things that women use. Women exclusively use these things. If you are a man and using them, you are simply crossing the party line. These items were never intended for you. A man should not put on what belongs to a woman. And what the Lord means by that phrase is not that females in pants or men in whatever. It means that you should not assume and take to yourself femaleness as a male. You should not assume and take to yourself maleness as a woman. So you should stop walking around with your legs spread and grabbing your crotch females out there because there's nothing to actually grab. You were not built that way. You are simply playing dress up and pretend and God sees all things. Please understand that reality stands where God stands. You cannot shift the standard of reality into another realm simply through your mind or willpower or through the talking heads of the day, such as the United States does by creating a safe space for this kind of stuff. You can't shift reality because you want to or because you have a noisy government that makes noise and thinks that laws can shift reality. It cannot. They cannot. It does not. Reality is static. It is what God says it is, and it will never, ever change. 
So this man's mind began to become a moving carousel, just like online shopping, just the way you move the mouse and you see things go by. His mind was like that, showing him women's underwear. And then his eyes caught a camisole. And I'm going to show you exactly what I saw in the dream. This is the thing that the man saw and was attracted to. A two-piece for males. He saw that and he liked it. And once he saw it, his heart desired that thing. And what he was thinking is, this would be something very nice to wear in secret. So under his boxers, maybe under his suit, he was thinking that that I just showed you would be very nice for him to wear in secret and no one would know. The next thing that happened is the Lord took me out of the bed and put me next to the man's bed. But this time, it wasn't like before where I was just standing and watching. This time, the entire bedroom of this man began to shake very violently. And an earthquake started happening in his room. And the Lord was bringing to my heart in this dream how the, the earth, the entire earth is shaking and falling apart under the collective sins of humanity. I've shared many prophecies in the past, um, how the Lord says that many of the tsunamis, many of the earthquakes, many of the splits in the ground and sinkholes are coming as a direct correlation to the increase of human sin in the earth. And this is why I said in the last two videos, there is no such thing as it's not hurting anybody. The earth is groaning under the weight of human sin. I said this endlessly in the sin series. Sin carries weight. This is why you personally, if you are harboring sin in your life, you feel so heavy and burdened and weighed down and your soul feels so dark because sin is not weightless. Sin is a burden. It may come in the weight of a butterfly, but as soon as you begin to entertain it, it will grow to the size of a 600-pound gorilla sitting on your back. This is how people end up in sin that they they can't break free of. This is how people end up in repetitive sin because the sin grows to where the sin becomes the master and you are the slave. The sin controls you. It cages you. You can't get away from it. It dictates what you do. You find yourself doing it even if you hate it. And you will know that you hate your sin. You will know that you're at that point where you commit the sin and you feel like trash. And you still do it anyway. You have lost your will to break free of this thing. Why? Because like Adam and Eve in the garden, you gave your will away to the devil. You submitted yourself not to God, but to the serpent. And now he is ruling over you. Now he's your master. And this is why we need Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the only one equipped to fight the battle of sin by his power and win. No person, no human being. Absolutely no person. I don't care how anointed you are. You can be anointed today and on crack tomorrow. All you need is a little elevation in your heart, a little pride, and a little stepping away from the narrow road. And you will be with those people in Philly on six different types of fentanyl. And everyone will say, how did the pastor get here? How did the worship leader go gay? How did the deaconess end up pregnant without being married? Many people have found themselves in this situation. How did I end here? Because you did not submit yourself to God. You went after carnal desires and sin took a hold of you like I have always said it will. 
Sin is a vice, a trap, a taskmaster. It is evil. And as the banner scripture that I read says, when sin is full-blown, it gives birth to death, spiritual death, separation from God, feeling like you are living in the dark, even when it's bright noonday outside, feeling like your soul is in the deepest, darkest hole. Why? Because the narrow road is very narrow. The second you step off it on either side, you are in pitch black darkness and confusion. And it will take repentance on your knees and crying out to God to have him come and get you from that situation. And so when God put me next to this man's bed again, an earthquake broke loose in the room. And the bed was rocking. The room was rocking. And this man was absolutely oblivious. He was carrying on with his, well, since I'm going to become a woman, I guess the first step is to dress like one, but I'm not brave enough to wear it outside. So let me look at the camis and the bras and the boy shorts. This is what he was doing. And so I will explain more about this. But for now, remember that the thoughts and ideas that we entertain in our minds and hearts are our responsibility. The word of God says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. You will have to account before the Lord for everything that you said, for everything that you thought it is not just going to be judged on your actions and the things that you said. It is also going to be for hidden sin in the heart and the mind where nobody sees. This is the lust. This is the fantasizing. This is the hatred. This is the unforgiveness. This is wanting what other people have. This is the jealousy. This is the evil thoughts that you have that make you bitter and sour. But when any people talk to you, then you say, oh no, I'm fine, bless God. This is for pretending and two-facedness, covetousness. I mow my lawn and he mows his lawn. Why does his lawn always look better than mine? All that stuff is a stew inside the human being. And on the last day, having not cleansed your heart in repentance and asked for mercy, all of this will play on a much bigger screen than the screens we carry inside. And it will be too late at that time to repent and to ask God to forgive. And so we must bear in mind that God sees all things and we will have to answer for them. Temptation is not sin. Temptation is the invitation that leads to sin. Temptation is actually one of the first signals to us as humans that we have a weakness Temptation is the first sign that there is something in us that has no integrity, like a floor that has rotted through. And if you put too much weight on it, if that girl texts you too much at night, if that man keeps complimenting you too much at work and giving you wink, wink, and you think, oh my, I'm so special, and he sees my work, you are going to end up in an unnamed unmarked motel somewhere, breaking your marriage vows, and then pretending afterwards that you don't know how you got there. It is your own two little feet that wanted to see what's up. That's how you got there. This is how we pretend before God 
And this is the kind of thing that upsets God. We give in to the temptation. We allow the invitation to enter the mind. We don't pay attention to the fact that if we're being tempted by something, it means the floorboards are weak. It means that something in our lives needs attention. It means that there is a loophole and we should be wise and go and expose ourselves in prayer to God before the devil exposes us. We should run to God and ask for help with that weakness. We should lay it all bare and say, this and this bothers me. And when I get too close to this and this, it has that effect on me. Instead of waiting until it becomes a liability, Satan tempts everyone to do what God does not approve of because the enemy's goal is to trap human souls and eventually claim them for himself. But we have been given power through the word of God to resist the devil. And by doing so, we can, and in fact, we are expected to daily overcome the wicked one. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The first step is to actually humble yourself. And how you humble yourself is you go to God and you tell him, I don't have it all together with this man-woman dating business. Yes, I would like to have a relationship, but the problem is that I am so filled with 19,000 of these little lust scorpions that Celestial was talking about that as soon as a woman smiles at me, I'm already having XXX porn images of her in my head. I am lustful. I am prideful. I have issues with getting along with other people. Please help me, God. I have structural weaknesses in my building, and I do not want my building to be condemned by engineer Jesus. I want to be found a sound building. Please do not let temptation destroy me, Lord. That is how you humble yourself. You go to God and you admit that there are holes in the floorboards, and you do it on your knees being honest and not blaming other people for the fact that you have holes. When you bring yourself under the mighty hand of God in that way, seeking forgiveness and seeking help and asking for the power of the Spirit to help you to break chains and strongholds, you will then be able to stand and resist the devil, to stand and say, no, thank you. I know that since I got promoted to this job, I've noticed that you guys are like the masters of happy hour. But I don't drink. So what I'm going to do is, after we finish work, if they say after work drinks, I'll give myself 30 minutes to 45 minutes on my lemonade, especially if I'm a recovering alcoholic, and then I'm going to have to excuse myself and go home. It doesn't matter if they call you sober Sally. What you don't want to do is go back to being drunken Dave. That is your decision to make. We should not be so easily moved by the mockery of other people. We should not be so easily swayed by every wind of doctrine and every single puff that comes out of people's lips because the church is supposed to be a fixed banner flying high for glory, not dragging in the dust like the person who comes last in the race. Just a moment, please, and I will get part two of this dream. And so as this man was fantasizing about being a woman, his bed was rocking, and then the whole room started quaking. I mean, tremors of the ground that I, who was standing, I was being thrown all over the place. 
This man was on a bed that was also being thrown all over the place, and yet he was oblivious to any kind of activity in the room. And I was very afraid, and I was wondering, why is the earth behaving so violently? And then the Holy Spirit pulled me outside and put me high in the air, and I saw all around the world this same earthquake activity was happening and increasing the whole ground of the whole earth was upset and it was rolling in deep waves like the sea this earth is supposed to be fixed and steady but it was not and the waves were growing in size and i saw in areas of low seismic activity the ground was working itself up so it was working itself up to start to have bigger and bigger earthquake movements but in areas where it was high the ground was doing this like an accordion you know how an accordion pulls out and comes in that's how the ground was working out and the pressure that the ground was under i felt it in my chest whenever the ground pulled aside it felt like i was being torn on the inside and whenever the ground compressed it felt like i was also being compressed and i seriously was feeling lord i can't breathe and from the air one place here in the united states caught my attention i saw this area was like a sea wave relax press heave roll relax press heave and roll and i saw it happening deep in the ground way beneath the grass level and this compress and stretch action was so painful because the lord was mirroring the pain of the earth the anguish of the earth over human sin i felt it in my chest and i thought lord my heart is going to burst and just when i thought i couldn't take it anymore i've spoken of this in so many videos the ground pressed together like this and it began to crumple up and up and up until the two pieces were like this pressed up against one another under incredible pressure and then it just went and broke and it fell back into house and one part as i saw in a further vision will go under the sea everything disappeared in this dream and i saw written in big red capital letters san francisco and we all know what happens basically in the whole of hollywood and in san fran homosexuality flamboyant unapologetic out and proud that is one of the oldest gay areas of the united states and when i woke up i understood this the darkness in humanity is great and the depth of spiritual oppression that is working in the world is increasing because of the darkness that we are tolerating in ourselves spiritual wickedness is expressing itself more freely now than ever before and the collective sin of humanity is defiling the whole earth the word of god says all creation has been groaning like someone in childbirth right up to the present time because it is waiting for the true sons of god to arise romans 8 and 22 it also says that the whole creation was made subject to futility in its existence not because that's how the earth wants to be the earth is not subject to futility because that's its choice the earth was cursed from the beginning because of Adam's sin curse is the ground for your sake Adam God allowed it that way 
in hope that one day his creation would be free from all the decay that it currently suffers. And that word futility doesn't just mean something that has no point. The deeper Greek meaning of it actually is moral depravity. And that is what we are in the midst of. That is what we are sinking in, the swamp of moral depravity. The idea that everything is okay if that's your truth. This is the end times lie of the United States. That truth is subjective, meaning I can create one that works for me and you out there can do the same. You can just get some scissors and some crazy glue and some colored pencils and draw any reality that you like and then hold it up and paste it on your forehead and say, this is my truth and you're not allowed to judge my truth. You're not allowed to have any commentary on my truth. You're not allowed to tell me that my truth is not true because it's my truth. This is the definition of insanity on wheels. And it is becoming increasingly difficult for people who do not want to participate in too many alternate realities. Because if you meet 10 people living 10 different truths, that means that they expect you to play patty cake with them in 10 different worlds and then still still hold it down. In the real reality where you and God exist, where you have a family and you have responsibilities and you have to be honest with yourself. You have to live in the real reality. And then America is increasingly insisting that mature adults and even small, tiny babies should enter into the reality of the drag queens and the trans and the gender surgery and the pills and the hormone therapy and all of it. And also say that that subjective reality, that singular madness is also true. And as Christians, we simply cannot do this. I don't care who it is that is doing this. And you are the mother or the father of that who it is. Or you are the brother or the sister or the aunt or the uncle or the doctor of that person. You are not required to enter into the patty cake unicorn rainbow world and say, all is well here. It makes sense, and I totally see. In fact, I love what you've done with the place. You do not have to do this. That's actually lying. And lying is a sin, last time I checked. And so, because of moral depravity increasing, sin and its effects is affecting the whole world. These tremors, these earthquakes, these judgments that are coming... God is not judging for nothing. He is judging for the increase of sin upon the earth. So he's not just judging. We don't just get to push it away and say, well, it's the end times, you know. The Bible says these things will happen in the end times. There's a reason they're happening in the end times. Because the Bible also says that in the time of the end, we would be lovers of ourselves. We would be depraved. We will have no respect for our parents. We would be immoral. We would be deplorable. Every wicked thing we were going to, Sign off on it and say, this too is nice. This too is good. In the time of the end is when men will call evil good and good evil. That is why the judgments are harshest near the end. Because at the end, as we can all see, and we haven't even gotten into the times that are prophesied on this blog, yet the times when you will choose to stay home, Because if you go to the bus stop and attempt to use public transportation to go to your job, two men or a man and a woman will be having sex there, stripped naked in broad daylight, and it will be legal. Hear it now. 
It was prophesied in 1973. He could not bring himself to probably say what he saw. Or maybe God did not show him in full. God has shown me what the filth that he kept saying, filth will increase and filth will be on TV. And filth, the filth is that public sex will be legal. Nudism, this is walking in the streets with no clothing. It will be legal here in America. You will just have to cover your eyes all the time and try to feel your way. Because if you open them, whatever you see, you can't unsee them. They will defile and sear the eyes. And God says that this will be the judgment of the righteous. Having to see what he has always seen. Having to bear what he has always bared. Born, which is why I always say it is amusing to me when people come to this blog and get upset and say that, oh, you're too graphic and you don't need to say all that. You will live all that out there, complainer. You will live it and there will be no trips to the moon. You will live here and you will see what I have had to see because the Lord said to me, if he has to see it, why can't I? So I see it and I speak what I see and you are offended and then lo and behold, the day will come. Your neighbor next door will do to you the things that you said that I should not speak. And that will be the most poetic justice of all. And so San Francisco is going to have some kind of catastrophic land disaster that will involve heaving, rolling and breaking and snapping of the earth in that area transgenderism homosexuality same sex that flamboyant lifestyle or even if it's hidden even if you're just testing it out i have warned about the children if you are 15 years old 13 years old 12 years old if you're old enough to be on instagram and tiktok and facebook and all these things watching what you watch then you're old enough to hear what i'm telling you take your foot from this pit because this is a pit that God is going to judge very harshly. The Lord says that people who are man to man, woman to woman, but especially the men, the Lord says that these men will receive the penalty of error in the body. You will get sick. You will get diseases that the doctors don't know what that is. The Lord says that your family will stand and watch you waste away because you were stubborn in this lifestyle, because you always had to say something when the Holy Spirit was saying what he said long ago. It is an abomination for a man to lie with a man as he would with a woman. This is evidence that your mind has departed from God's design doesn't matter whether it came in through abuse, whether it came in through trauma, whether it came in through TikTok, whether it came in because you were in your seeker stage at college. However, it came in when you hear the word of God, which will not change its reality to match your human experience. It is time for you to take your foot from the pit and repent. Not that it's not going to be a battle, but I'm telling you, warriors should strap up now. You that are in the lifestyle and you that are the loved one of somebody in this lifestyle, it is time to strap up in the armor of God and go to war for these souls. Because when God hands them over to the reprobate mind, which I will cover in 
the upcoming prophecies, there are at least three more, I think, in this vein. That's, I think it may be more because none of them are actually written out. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind does not go out except by weeping women and weeping fathers, wailing. Your son has been gone for 30 years and you were like, well, you know, we tried to talk to him. Do you want him to go to hell? Do you want your daughter to go to hell? Do you want your daughter to show up having cut off all things ease? Stand in front of you, wombless, breastless, everything, and tell you that if you don't call her John, she's never going to speak to you again. Take that risk. Take that risk. It is better to rescue her soul from hell than to have her speaking to you again. The threats are not equal to hell. The theatrics are not equal to hell. The noise this community makes, it's not equal to hell. They don't know what the cost is. They don't know what the risk is. They're trying so hard to prove to others that they are right, that they're willing to hurt themselves to prove a point, only to cut the camera off after the bravado video and have to massage that aching place that has been hurting for six months and still is, is giving them problems, is getting infected, is, is not doing what they were told it would do. They don't know the cost, especially because so many of them now are very, very, very young. Young people who want yellow hair today and purple hair tomorrow. And God the Father in heaven is watching all this. He's watching all this. And what do you think, how do you think he feels? First of all, the great offense of telling the world's greatest designer that his design doesn't quite cut it. We just need to snip here and snip there and take a few more and adjust the hormonal balance. And then, then we'll have a Picasso. But right now, we just have wrong body. Is God capable of being wrong? You that are in this lifestyle, if you find this video, if you found this video and you have listened this far without hating me, not that I care. Are you aware of the immense pride it takes for you, a handful of dust, to tell God who is eternal and we do not know what he is made of, to tell him that he made a mistake with you. You are the clay. He is the potter. Can the clay tell the potter, why did you make me like this? Ezekiel, I think it's Ezekiel 18. Oh, no, it's not. It's actually Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah 18 where he went to the potter's house. Can the clay tell the potter, I don't like your design. You didn't put enough sparkles on me and you gave me the wrong equipment downstairs. Is this possible? It is not possible. It is the pride of the serpent that enters into the mind that won't stop wondering what lacy underwear is like. Lacy underwear is not for you. Ben, Dave, males, it is not for you. It was never intended for you. It is not your purview. Confusion will arise as a wave, as a tsunami, and cover this country. The Lord has already said, I gave the prophecy a few weeks ago, the one that has the hieroglyphs, the writing on the wall. I'll leave it linked below. God has already said. 
that America will go down fighting on the pride flag hill. He already said it, and he said that he will leave her to her shenanigans so that all who want to cut can cut, and all who want to bleed can bleed, and then you will see the end result of it. But this doesn't have to be your ending. If you are not proud, if you know how to admit, I've hated this and I need to come out of it. It doesn't have to be your ending just because it's America's ending. This nation is already rejected. You don't need to be rejected with her. And that goes to the family members who have been silent up until this point. Maybe you needed some encouragement. Maybe you needed a swift kick in the pants to do more, to get your child back. This is it. You will not have forever. Funerals are coming. I have already prophesied that for years. And when I say funerals are coming, you already know that if they're coming, it means that somebody's going to be in them. And so I will stop the video here. The Lord is saying that there is a direct link and correlation between human sin and the disasters that we see coming, the flooding, the storms, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, the lava, the volcano starting to go off. There is a direct trend between that and the trend of men saying that they're women and women saying that they're men where people graduate from wearing secret underwear to eventually coming out to actually mutilating their bodies in some case to try and rebuild what was already perfectly built. And this is how Satan works. He will first defile your mind by projecting thoughts to people. And then he will snare those who actually entertain those thoughts. And then once those thoughts have gone down like little seeds in you, they will come up bearing fruit. And that's how people find themselves on a journey that can end in terrible damage to their souls. And I have been warning straight men, if you don't stay away from porn, and if you do not go to the Lord and learn how to fight the battle against lust, even lust for women, that will serve as a crack for same-sex attraction to come in. And you will find yourself starting to wonder about men. It will start like men walking by you and you're thinking, that's a good-looking brother. And you will tell yourself, there's nothing gay about that. If a man is handsome, he's handsome. Watch out. That's a good-looking brother. You start looking at his face and then you start thinking how he's got those linebacker shoulders and maybe you need to work out more. So you'll go and join the gym, which is full of men in very little clothing. And I don't need to tell you what slippery slopes look like. I'm sure you can work out the rest for yourself. A man is not a woman. A woman is not a man. A man shall not lie with another man as he does with a woman. And the woman should not give themselves over to vile passions and prefer one another over the man that they were made for. I am Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. Thank you to all of you who support the channel. God bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. These are things for us to ruminate on. Chew on them in your mind the way a cow chews grass, chews it, swallows it, and then coughs it back up again to chew it. That is how we should munch on the true things. God is not speaking to culture here. 
If the Bible says that a man should not lie with a man as he does with a woman, that means that as far back as then, men were doing that. And we saw the response of God in Sodom and Gomorrah. He burned them to sulfur, ash, and tar. The tar pit is still there. People are taking trips. They make vacations to go out there to the Middle East and look at the place where God burned human beings to salt and lime. He is the same God. He's not speaking about the culture and the gender politics of America. He is speaking to eternal things that you cannot come to Eden where perfection was made and be like the serpent who tried to get Adam and Eve to be like God. You cannot be like God. You cannot remake what is made. That is not thankfulness. That is not wisdom. That is not gratefulness. That's what it says in Romans chapter 1. They were not thankful. That is one of the reasons that God handed them over to the reprobate mind. Says They would not worship the creator. They worshiped the creature. They were not thankful. They chose to ignore all the signposts that God made visible about who he is. That he created them, male and female. That he made them in his image. When you take what is in God's image and cut it up and chop it up, you wicked butchering doctors. It's no longer in his image. It's in the image of evil. It is Satan's picture that you are becoming. And is that what you want to go on your final report card with God? I would think not. These are eternal things. God doesn't just speak to the moment, to the Biden administration or to Obama's administration that set the tone for all this. God is speaking about things that he has been warning about since there was man. And the same judgment that they received in the Bible, people will receive it now. You cannot sin the same sin and think that you will have a different outcome. You cannot You will not because God is true to himself. He's consistent. He always goes by his word. I'm pointing to my Bible off screen. It's never far from me. Because for it to be far from me means that I am far from God. Woe betide the person who departs from the word of God. That path that you're on, it leads to a brick kiln burning at 10 million billion degrees Celsius. Fahrenheit whatever denomination you use in your nation. You have one soul. Do not play games with it. God bless you. And until I see you again, goodbye.